Welcome to the Chichester Festival Theatre Podcast. We'll be talking to a whole host of guests from our staff here at the theatre to our cast and creative teams from our productions, taking you through everything Chichester and theatre related. So sit back, relax and enjoy what we've got in store for you. Welcome to today's episode of the Chichester Festival Theatre podcast. We are celebrating International Women's Day with three fantastic women. We have got Cathy Bourne, our Executive Director. Do you want to say hi, Cathy? Hello. Um, Yvonne Thompson. Hello. From UK Harvest. And Sally Tabner from the Dementia Support Hub in Tangmere. Hi. Fantastic. So just... To start off, I think Elsa's going to ask you a little bit about your jobs. So, can you each tell us uh, who you are and what you do? So, I'm Executive Director at Chichester Festival Theatre and that's a joint Chief Executive role with Daniel Evans, who's Artistic Director. So, Daniel takes care of our programming and our vision artistically for the organisation and my job is to help facilitate that and to run the business side. So... I'm linked to the money side, the staff, um, but we can't operate independently of one another. Um, so he talks to me about productions and, and what his aspirations are artistically. Um, I can have an input into that if I think that it's potentially too expensive uh, or if it feels a good fit for us from a business perspective. That's me. Um, I'm, I'm Sally Tabner and I'm the Chief Executive at Dementia Support. Uh, my role largely involves working alongside my board of trustees to set the strategy for the charity and then turning that into operations. So we're a relatively new charity. Um, I've only been in post for two and a half years, but during that time we've opened um, Sage House, which is a local dementia hub. It's the first of its kind in the UK. And we're basically working to support people living with dementia right the way through their journey. So. My role particularly is around um, growing the staff team, um, managing the money side of things, and um, basically looking to um, ensure that we are capturing all of the information that's needed to demonstrate the efficacy of what we're up to. Hi, my name's Yvonne, um, and at UK Harvest I'm the Chief Exec. My job is to work alongside the board to do the visioning piece um, and then the strategy and then we deliver that down to the people that we work with. Uh, We're very small, Uh, we've only been going since mid-2017. We started with one van, one driver and me. We now have five, almost six vans. Um, We've got a team of ten now um, and we feed 30,000 people a week. Um, My job uh, ranges from answering the telephone to talking to people, we work with the Aldenbourne Trust and a variety of other organisations that support people with learning disabilities, um, so talking to them, talking to the volunteers, a bit of running across the cafe and back, uh, doing all the fundraising applications, so I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. And uh, can you tell us briefly, each of you, um, how you got there, so what led you to where you are today? That might be a little bit difficult. What, the brief bit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably easier for me, actually, because it's um, quite a vocational um, thing for me. I had um, family members who had dementia. Um, I'd reached a point in my life where I'd been working with the county council in a position for 24 years and sort of thought to myself, oh, crikey, I've got another 24 years left to carry on working and do I really want to stay in this 
particular role um, within such a big organisation. And I'd literally just finished my master's in business. So it kind of all came about at the right time. And I'm a believer that kind of things pop up at the right time um, for the right reasons. And that kind of was what really made me go for the position at Dementia Support. So uh, a combination of where I was at in my life personally, as well as the sort of really connected to the cause by family. Um, My road has been probably a very unusual road. My background's housing, so I worked for housing associations building houses and communities. Uh, then worked for a local authority and restructured a housing market in the northwest of Birmingham, which is quite a big chunky job, which is great fun. Uh, then I worked for a housing partnership that probably built about between two and five thousand houses for people in housing need. And then I worked for Titcher District Council and ran planning and housing, which was really good fun. Um, and then we were going to go to Australia and decided I'm going to do something different. Not a lot of need for urban regen in Australia. Um, and met a lovely woman who was doing food rescue. We didn't go to Australia, we came back and I thought, is there anything happening here? There isn't. Is there any deprivation here? Yes. Are there hungry people? Yes. And that's where UK Harvest came from. And I've always been interested in working in the arts, certainly theatre was my passion as a youngster. Um, Needless to say, started in a world where I thought I might end up performing, but very quickly realised that that was quite a reactive profession, that you're sitting waiting for the phone to ring. So um, was looking for something that was much more proactive um, and stumbled across a course at a postgraduate level, having gone to university to do English in arts management and followed that path. I mean, 25 years ago, whatever it was, it was a relatively unknown profession. Not many people did it. Certainly you couldn't, it, was, it wasn't easy to find qualification in it. Um, and so uh, worked my way through from uh, initially from an assistant role and then but always wanting to, to, to not branch off into marketing or into learning and education, very much wanting to follow the producing uh, avenue. Um, and I think th- this position in Chichester has been right place, right time for me. Um, live in Chichester, uh, love living in Chichester. Spent some time in this organisation, 10 years in this organisation under the last artistic directorship of Jonathan Church. Left here with him um, and then a year and a half ago um, got wind of the fact that this position was going to become coming available and uh, decided to jump. And what advice do you think you would now give to your younger self? Not to be frightened, uh, not to have any fear whatsoever. I think I chose a career that's very male-dominated. Uh, a piece of advice I was given as a young mother with my first child was when I thought I may take really long maternity leave or not come back was, you can do this, come back part-time because if you don't, you won't get in at that level. The glass ceiling is alive and well um, and actually it's it's not moved any in my lifetime. Mm. Um, I don't feel it's moved at all. So one of the things for me is, it's that fear factor. Uh, and you think, gosh, I've got baby brain, don't go back to work or whatever. The other thing is, yes, you can do it all. Mm. It's just about strategic planning. Mm. And I'll tell you, my life's like a strategic plan. <laughs> Everything's slotted its place. I've got four children. I still manage to keep the plate spinning and do well. Um, but actually, the th- it's that fear factor. Mm. Don't be frightened. Push your boundaries. And do you know what? You're at your best when you're outside your comfort zone. And I think that's a really hard lesson. I'd tell my younger self, stretch yourself, go beyond, don't just settle. 
And I also think you're, many people are at their best when they're at their busiest. Yep. So the more you do, the more you do. And I think particularly mm. as I mean, Yvonne and I, um, both mothers, uh, actually all three of us mothers. Uh, so, you know, we, we have found a way to be able to balance that work life um, as well as we can possibly do it. And I think, yeah, as Yvonne says, it is about scheduling. You have to do everything to the, to, to the minute if, you, if you're mm. also having to work out what your kids are doing at the same time. Um, but I'd, I'd also say, you know, um, believe, whether or not you at school you, you're highly academic um, is irrelevant. I think at the end of the day, if you've got a good work ethic, you can do very well. It's all about being able to have that good work ethic. And if you've got it, you can go an awfully long way. And I say, you know, as, as a mum, I, w- I would absolutely advocate to you, and I've got three girls, that you can find a way through and never be frightened to ask the questions of the people that you're working for about what is possible when you're juggling both motherhood and a job. I'd absolutely go with that. And the other thing, I mean, I mean I've got four daughters and I think I'm always positive, got to be that positive role model yeah. all the time yeah. because they look to you all the time and you've got to show them that it is done but that asking the question yeah. is absolutely you're absolutely bang on the money someone once said to me if you apply for a job a woman will look at a job description and say i can only do 50 percent of that i'm not going to apply a man will look at it and say i can do 10 percent. that's my job so actually it's about and it is about that self-belief as well yeah and i would just add to that as well that I was 17 when I had my daughter. Um, I've only got one. I learned my lesson the first time around. Um, <laughs> 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 We've got eight daughters yeah, between us. Um, but I would say is um, it's really easy to become a statistic if you let yourself. Um, but actually, I think sheer determination, um, some confidence, and just being a bit bolshy at times is what's needed in order to sort of get you along in the world you know it didn't stop me working my way up through the organization at the county council and then sort of going after um, what I wanted in the end I only took my master's because um, I had somebody saying to me well what do you mean you've not got a degree I did it in 18 months to prove a point um, and got a distinction at the end of it mm. so I think it is just about true grit sometimes mm. and doing things because actually it's what's right for you and you're trying to prove a point. Yeah so that thing you were saying about um, job applications someone <coughs> told me that when I just graduated mm-hmm. and it was constantly that having to remind yourself when you're looking at a job description of a man would just apply, mm-hmm. just get on with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and I do think it's worth. I don't want to make this all about being working mums, but I, I, I do think it's worth saying that you, you know, you've got to. I think a lot of the time we 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 put our work first because we don't want anybody to think mm-hmm. that our personal lives and and being a mum is a distraction from the work. And you, you know, you sh- that's not necessarily right. We shouldn't feel that we have to put our families last Um, and I hope that that's changing I mean I certainly you know as as leaders of organizations I'm sure we would all want to advocate that it's really important to get that work-life balance and to be able to say openly you know what that's not going to work for me today because I'm on a pickup yeah and and I think there is that sort of level of assertiveness but I, I mean one of the things that I found is I'm a woman and I want to be a woman. I don't want to be a man. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to behave in any way that someone would say, actually, that's really quite aggressive. Mm. It's not who I am. But actually, I'm quite happy to be assertive and say, actually, no, 
Hmm. Um, so we've kind of touched on it uh, quite a bit in, in those conversations about advice for our younger se- self, but do you think you have to fight harder as a woman in your, in your individual industries? So from, from my perspective, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily have. Maybe I've just been very lucky and I've worked with people who have totally accepted my personal position. Um, there are a lot of women in the arts industries, uh, less so on the creative side, more so on my side. So you know, statistics, where it comes to executive directors running uh, organisations, there's a, there's a good gender split. So I wouldn't say that I have noticed it necessarily. I mean, actually, because we are, Archers Festival Theatre is is an organisation supported by the Arts Council of England, Uh, we're a subsidised organisation, there is a a huge push towards gender equality. So it's always at the forefront of our objectives. And I would, um, before I was coming along today, I was thinking to myself, you know, what's my point of view on this particular subject? And I thought, well, actually, the kind of, the charitable industry if you like and especially when you're all about people and vulnerable people and wanting equality across the whole it's not really about the male female thing um for me I've never really considered it I don't believe that and I would have considered it had I thought it was an issue but I clearly don't you know I believe in equality for all that's what we're about that's what our standards are about as an organization so Certainly the male-female thing shouldn't come uh, into do, do you ever feel, though... I mean, the, the one thing I would say is that I do find myself often in a room of men in a meeting. Yeah. Mm. And the dynamic is definitely different. Yes. So, you know, I, sometimes I find, if I'm ever to get frustrated, it's when you, are, when you are in a meeting room full of men who are talking over each other. And, it's, and I often find myself sitting back going, blimey, I, you know, wh- where do I go with this and how, how can I... St- put my point across sure I think my experience has been very different I think I've spent most of my career working with men mm. and been told that I can't well why don't you go home or do you really have to work you know you've got children I mean I have been in meetings where at director level um, I've sat with peers and they've all been men and it's just been me and they've all said do you really have to work I mean must be really tough for you and I felt so patronised mm. but also mm. disempowered to be able to say stop mm. um, but actually I'm not sure if these things have changed so my experience has been very very different um, but then construction building it is very male dominated seen as a sexy side of housing um, I don't know if it is is there a sexy side to housing? <laughs> um, but actually, one thing that I will say is in the charitable sector, it's much more female-orientated. Yeah. A lot more chief execs and people that are the leaders of those organisations are women. Is that, I always ask myself, is it because we have much more empathy with the causes that we support? Or is it because it pays a lot less money than the corporate world? Mm. Not sure. I find, I, you know, just having done three years working in the commercial sector of theatre, which is very, very different from the subsidised world on, for many reasons, there, there is definitely a different temperament. There is definitely a different yeah. temperament if you're working. And, and the women that I've met in the commercial theatre world are tougher, are harder. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, part of that is, is possibly to do with one's own values and the way one, you know, thinks they have to operate. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, and um, I see it time and time again. I mean, some of the 
most influential women in the workplace that I've worked with um, have been women who have chosen career over family mm. and have been very, very forthright about this is my choice mm. um, and who do adopt a much more um, assertive stance mm. to everything yeah. to the point where I would think actually I don't want to be that person overcompensate I, I, I really don't want to be <laughs> yeah. that person and actually we all have our own little belief system on the inside yeah. and actually I can do lots I can do amazing stuff I don't have to compromise who I am mm-hmm. what would you say you love the most about your jobs oh, the people I work with the people I work with for sure and again, possibly that's working in the charitable sector that you're working with people who want to give something back, who have, it's not all money driven. Decisions are not money driven. Um, but yeah, definitely the people I work with. Yeah, without question, it's the difference in our customers from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, just mm-hmm. seeing the difference that the services that you know, I've put in place, that my team have put in place, um, and how that's affecting their quality of life, you know, that's worth any salary in the world kind of thing. Yeah, I, th- I think the team that I work with, very selfless people, mm. they're incredible, always go the extra mile, and when you think we feed 30,000 people a week, and we work with uh, a raft of people, we've worked with 5,000 people mm. in education programmes, and when we get little drawings from the kids that are staying in the refuges saying, Thank you for the yummy food. Mm. Makes me want to weep. Mm. Um, we see kids without shoelaces. We, we've seen it all. But actually, it's incredible. We did a food drive in Bognor Regis. 6,000 kids, three and a half tonnes of food. And it was extraordinary. And it did make me weep. Um, it's that we do it for, we're doing it for, the, for a cause, mm. you know? Yeah, and we've, we're all in very different organisations, aren't yep. we? Mm. But there are those touching moments when you when you can actually see the impact that the work that you do has on people on the day-to-day yeah there's nothing better than that is there absolutely not what's the biggest challenge in your job oh that's easy money so um, we're small um we don't get any statutory funding at all from anybody Uh, we're very small and people don't believe in this area that there's any food poverty they don't believe there's any poverty at all actually so asking people to come and give us a hand or come and volunteer and give us a bit of money. People go, there's no hungry people in Chichester. So raising funding here is difficult. Raising funding in London is a doddle, Mm -hmm. an absolute doddle. I mean, you can just rock up to London. We've got a centre in London being purpose-built for us. It's going to cost a couple of million pounds to build it, and we've secured revenue funding for three years like that. Down here, oh my goody aunt. So getting people involved and raising awareness is the big problem. Without a doubt, the thing that keeps me awake at night is raising enough money to keep Sage House and the charity um, going. I think the other issue for us, though, is making sure that we're getting to people at the right time within their dementia journey. So obviously the earlier we can get to them, the better, but quite often they'll have hit some kind of crisis before they walk through our door. Mm. So, you know, in an ideal world, we would be out there a lot more than we currently are, making sure that people know where we are and that they can come to us for help and support. But we are going to tackle this awareness raising this year by working in partnership yes, we are. with Chichester <laughs> Festival <laughs> Theatre, which is going to be amazing. <laughs> um, um, and from my perspective, I suppose I inherited an organisation which was financially robust. I was very lucky with that. It's making sure that we keep it financially robust is, is, is always a challenge. And if I take the organisation back 14, 15 years ago, it, 
it, it wasn't in that place and it was in, in certainly under threat of being closed so um i wasn't sure if i wanted this job initially because you know you start in a, in a high place organizations that can only then dip mm -hmm. so it's trying to maintain um the standard and uh, the profile of chichester and bring something new to it do something different take it in a different direction mm. um, and our final question is uh, what women inspire you my children inspire me every day. Mm -hmm. They have a fresh take on things and sometimes you do stuff and you feel absolutely knackered and you get home and they go, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. What you did today was amazing. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh my goodness. And they inspire me. And watching them grow into the people that they'll become, mm -hmm. these beautiful, strong women. And, and yeah, I mean, similar family stuff, I guess. I mean, it's the women around me, and that includes my, dare I say, is it cheesy to say my mum? And what she gave me over the years, and you know, the, the, the path that she's taken in quite a difficult time in her life, and just the fact that she's tenacious, she's in her 70s, she's, she's doing everything all the time. And in some respects, it can be quite frustrating because she never seems to be available. But by God, I prefer to be that kind yeah. of woman who's got the energy mm. and the drive and is still working really hard and working mm. internationally. She's brilliant. If I can be who she is, then that's a good thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah. cheesy again. Yeah. I, I definitely say my mum. Um, you know, again for similar reasons, she had quite a difficult um, time, and you know she got through that. And you know, I was lucky enough to be able to stand by and and watch her do that and help her through that. And she's a great lady. And but isn't it death. also amazing? You know, the, the people that we recruit and the people that you add to your team. Yeah. You know, I look around me every day and think I'm the luckiest person in the world to be working with the the, the people that I work with because they have an energy and a drive and keep things yeah. moving forward. And that's the only way these organisations can survive with new energy, new blood coming through and dr helping to drive it things forward. Mm -hmm. New ideas that you know we're not always going to have because we've been around no, a million times. And a very intelligent person mm -hmm. surrounds themselves with people that are more intelligent than they are. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. one of my yeah. mantras, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit down with the three of you. You are three very inspiring women mm -hmm. for us. So it's been great to hear a bit more about what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Thank International you. Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> This has been the Chichester Festival Theatre Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Please do like, rate, share and subscribe on all relevant social media and we hope to see you at the theatre soon. As always, thank you for listening and we hope you look forward to the next episode. <laughs>